Welcome to ASMR Tirarra Hueo. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, Dr. Andrew Michaels wants to share a very special holiday story with you. Merry Christmas. Good morning. How are you? I know it's Christmas morning. Well, come on in. Of course I want to see you. Why wouldn't I welcome you into my own home on Christmas morning? Why, I'd have to be crazy to leave you out there in the cold. Come on in. Of all the days of the year, on this day, all are welcome at my table, including you. Yes, I know, I know, I know. Come on in. Come on, wipe your feet off. Give me your coat. Give me your scarf and gloves. Your hat is soaking wet. I'm going to put it over here by the fireplace so it can dry. Here, here, let me hand you a quick drink. A nice stiff drink. That'll be good. Warm you up inside, right? That's right. I'll have the girls bring you in a plate of cookies. We got those fancy ones. The ones you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, the cookies all look like snowflakes. And I know you're tired of the cold and the snow. Ah, <laughs> uh, we always want a white Christmas, but not when we're traveling. Right? Yeah. I understand. Well. Really? That's why you came. You came to my house on Christmas morning just so I would could tell you a top secret mission I had years ago. <laughs> what made you think I was going to tell you about the time I had those aliens over to my house for Christmas? <laughs> You know, I might as well tell you because nobody's going to believe me anyway. Well, it was Christmas time, 1947. Yeah, it was right after the Roswell crash in New Mexico. Yeah, I helped take care of the survivors. And they worked very closely with me, actually, showing me some of their technology and the reason they came. They explained how a lot of things worked in the universe, I guess is the easiest way to explain it. They helped me understand the greater cosmopolitan neighborhood that we live in. There's good guys and bad guys out there in the universe just like there is on Earth. And they wanted me 
to know about it, to understand it. And it seemed like I had trouble communicating human ideas to them. They kept missing the point of a lot of the things we were trying to tell them and explain to them. It seemed like I had an easier time understanding their concepts, their politics, their religions, their interspecies relationships and problems. But when it came to them understanding us, they seemed to keep missing the point. They would look at us logically and say, you have a United Nations. Well, you have a world government. Well, we have a world government, but the United States, the Soviet Union, Great Britain, they all still operate as independent nations. And they couldn't quite grasp that. Now people were holding on to territory, holding on to land, the idea of land ownership, the idea of a king, the idea of a queen, a president, a premier, a dictator. These concepts were alien to them. Their society long, long evolved past the use of fearless leader. I wanted to somehow reach them, reach out to them, welcome them, to show them how our world worked. And it was the holidays. It was time for me to go home, spend about a four-day weekend with my family over Christmas. And this was a special Christmas. My uh, son had just gotten married, and uh, I wanted to welcome my daughter-in-law into our home. I thought it might be a neat opportunity for them to come to my house and meet my family. So I invited them to stay with me over the holidays. Of course they obliged and said they would, but I don't think they understood the relevance of it at the time. It was a little strange for my family to meet these alien beings. They were very frightened, and they were very afraid. But after some counseling and talking, they understood that they were harmless. And as a matter of fact, my wife welcomed them open-armed into our home. Seeing is believing, and seeing these aliens opened her eyes to a greater universe to actually know that we're not alone. And, of course, there was questions. Are they men? Are they women? Are they one of each? 
Do they have marriages, couples, parents, siblings? How does it all work? <laughs> we sat in my living room that strange Christmas. We shared different types of food and drink and asked many questions and they were very obliging. They were very considerate. I find most aliens are quite happy to know that we are curious. Curiosity seems to be something that drives all civilizations, all civilizations that succeed into interstellar planetary exploration. You've got to have curiosity drive. You've got to want it. You've got to want to be there to see it, to discover it, to find those new magical worlds out there. Without curiosity, you lose interest in the universe around you. You become sedentary. And these aliens were far from sedentary. They liked to travel. They liked to see things. They liked to learn new things. And they were quite happy to oblige us by answering our curious questions about their world. They asked us what this Christmas was. What is this Christmas? A worshipping holiday of a demigod. Well, I said, it's a little more complex than that at least to us. We worship God, the creator of the universe, which, believe it or not, was very similar to what they worshipped. They worshipped a singular creature that created this cosmos, this universe that we live in. And they would explain how their people over the generations have lost touch with the original dialogue they had with the Creator. And they noticed that we were too. We were never so disconnected from our Creator as we are right now. The universe spinning, traveling, spreading out into the cosmos beyond our own understanding. We lost something when we lost connection with our creation, with our Creator. And they could relate to that. We were in the very beginning steps of that process where we were evolving into higher creatures, into creatures that were ready to take on the universe as we were destined to be. They were further into their development than us. And the ancient texts that they used to describe the Creator and the beginnings of the universe were lost to them in time as the paper that they were written on literally rotted away 
universe, discovering new worlds. You end up forgetting where you came from when you go too far into the future. It's hard to look back when you're trying so hard, straining with all your existence to look forward into the future. Luckily, they had some answers for us, and the answer was to reconnect, to see what other races worshipped, what other races believed in, what other races thought. These kind of schooling sessions among species was a way for them to reconnect with their creation with their creator to become one with the universe again and remember what it's like to be insignificant in the eyes of a creator who created the entire cosmos i know it's strange talking about religion and aliens but everybody comes from somewhere from something and you feel like you owe a tribute to these things. Your parents, your grandparents, your ancestors. It's not much more different than saying I honor Adam and Eve, the first people we came from. Just the same as Adam and Eve gave the same veneration to the Creator who brought them up out of dust. I explained to them that the Son of God was sent down to this planet. Not a demigod, but God in the flesh. A way for the Creator, God, to communicate with us, humanity. He himself had become distant from us. The Creator had actually forgotten how to talk to us, to communicate, to relate to humanity. He had lost touch much in the same way that we now are losing touch with Him, forgetting how to pray and connect and meditate and find connection with him. I told them that when the baby Jesus was born, he was a helpless child, born of his mother and father, just the same as all of us, lying in a manger, helpless, surrounded by three kings and some shepherds and farmers that had come in from the fields to witness his birth. These men ensured the safety and well-being of baby Jesus with gifts from far-off lands, untold wealth, wealth that they laid at the baby's feet for the parents to caretake the baby in proper education, nourishment, and safety and warmth. 
these kings predicted his arrival from their own foreign lands and came and met when the baby was born, finding out that they weren't unique in the universe, that others were also searching out for the Savior at the same exact time. It's amazing, isn't it? Three distant kings, three distant wise men, meeting up at the same time, the same discovery, the same search for the infinite, the immortality of God the Creator on earth in the form of man. The baby was quite beautiful and loved by his parents. And the mother turned and thanked the wise men, the shepherds guarding them, the farmers tending their animals. She thanked them for witnessing the birth of her baby, the birth of something beautiful, hope. At that moment, the aliens stopped for a moment, put their hand up, and asked me hope. I had to explain hope. Hope is when you got in your spaceship and you traveled here against the will of some of your people, against the will of your enemies, against the easier path of ignoring the situation. You traveled here, risked life with limb and death, and crash-landed on our planet to bring us hope. Hope is the chance to make things better, to bring back life and love and freedom to others. Hope is that the sun will rise every day as it always has been, always shall be, and always will. You wake up in the morning and you look out and you see the sun rising and you know there is hope left in the world. You have another day in front of you. You have another chance to make things right. That is hope. I don't know if I explained it well, but they nodded and they said about the baby, about the birth. What did he bring to the world besides this hope? How did the story end? I told them that the baby grew up to be a man. He challenged humanity with his teachings, openly explaining to them that he was a prophet of God, a child of God, God in the form of man, hoping to bring peace to the world, hoping to reach out and give knowledge to others, to tell them the stories, to help them in their daily travels, in their daily life, to live a good life and a full life, and to get them to understand that the meek shall always inherit the earth. The meek will always win out the day, because they are penitent, because they ask for forgiveness, because they show 
compassion and sympathy and because they have love in their heart. The meek do not rule the world with hatred and violence. They rule the world with hope and love. They raise their hand once again and asked me, what is this love? And I told them, it's when a mother holds a baby up to its breast and feeds it. That's love. It's when a husband takes his wife in his arms and shows her compassion. It's when a mother disciplines her child and then follows up with a hug, letting the child know, I disciplined you to correct your bad behavior, and now I show you love, and that's why I am driven to discipline you as much as I am to love you. You need both in the world. You need love, hope, teaching, discipline. You need honor, and you need respect. All these things bring humanity one step closer to perfection, one step closer to the Creator, one step closer to true freedom. And that's what little baby Jesus brought to the world. Hope, love, and freedom. The world was getting by in the slave trade and the wealthy subjugating the poor. But once Jesus came, things began to change. The rich no longer had a monopoly over the kingdom of heaven and the treasures of the world. The meek now had a say in the matter. The meek could now break the bonds of slavery, break the bonds of the rich versus the poor, and excel and gain freedom, power, and respect. There was an idea of equality of men, of equality of women, of equality of races. It took thousands of years for these things to come to fruition, but soon men looked upon each other as equals, no matter who or where they came from, and they accepted women as their equal, and didn't subjugate them anymore, didn't blame them for every single mistake made in time in history. Equality, freedom, love, respect, these are the things that you must remember. Late on the evening, when Jesus was born, the shepherds sang their songs, the songs they would recite in the evening to calm their herds, to calm their hearts, to bring peace into their lives as the sun set and the night time came and everything was peaceful, quiet, 
we sing Silent Night to remind us of that baby being born that time far, far away in a cold manger in a far-off land. Of course, our Silent Night is not the same as theirs, but the words and the meaning are the same. Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. In the silence of hope, freedom, love, and respect. In the silence, you can hear volumes, volumes, volumes of sounds. The sounds of the Creator putting his finger down onto a singularity and saying, let there be light, let there be hope, let there be love, let there be respect. I know it's crazy, but these are the things I think about. These are the things that I wish on the world. The aliens nodded. They seemed to understand what I was saying. The silence of the universe is far from silent. The chaos, the disruption, and the explosion of time is far from silent. But sometimes when you're looking out amongst those chaotic stars, there are moments of clarity and vision. In the silence, the silence you hear in your ears, in those moments can truly be deafening and the power that you behold before your eyes. Thank you for coming to my home this Christmas. I wish you and your family and your friends the best the season has to offer. And I look forward to welcoming you to my home again in the new year. I end this with God bless you. God bless you and yours. And I hope sometime as you sit and ponder on a silent night, you too will have peace, love, respect, and hope in your heart. Hope enough for all of us and share it with the world. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, 
you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardojuego at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.